0: Baby gender reveal parties are rituals that celebrate the gender binary and reinforce gender stereotypes. These parties are harmful because they are the very first attempt to box that baby into a gender that they may not feel represents who they are as they get older. For children to feel safe, we need to knock down the walls that cage
1: them in. Also, is a baby's gender something to be celebrated? And if so, why? Today, we're going to chat about why baby gender reveals can be unhealthy for children and society as a whole, and how it contributes to society's expectations of people because of their gender she a podcast for non-traditional conversations i'm tiana and i'm sophie and And we're we're a couple. couple join us as we explore an
0: alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society Hi everyone and welcome to episode 66 of SHE, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next person of the week or leave us a review on Amazon if you've bought our journal Reflect and we'll give you a shout out that way.
1: And before we dive into today's topic, I really want to take a moment to acknowledge you, Soph, uh, with how brave and strong you've been. We did an episode a while back where Sophie discussed her endometriosis and her decision to have a histrionist. Uh, We've shared on our Instagram story as well an interview that Women's Health featured uh, on your journey, Soph. Um, And I just wanted to give you a shout out because you've had the surgery, you're recovering well, you're in good spirits, and (laughs) you're already feeling better than before.
0: Uh, Well, thank you. Yeah, and thank you to everyone that sent me a message or um, asked about my recovery. It's very much appreciated. And yeah, I'm feeling Uh, very well considering it's uh, you know it was a major surgery so yeah I'm on the mend of
1: course I think it's so brave of you to be able to be so open and talk about everything you've gone through it's really inspiring and I'm proud of you (laughs) thank you well I I wanted
0: to contribute to the conversation about endometriosis and uh, give some insight into my particular journey and having a total hysterectomy so who knows maybe it will you know benefit um or be beneficial to someone who was going through something similar. So yeah, thank
1: you. Yeah, so you can check out the women's health article. The link is in Soph's bio um, or you can listen to our episode on Endo if you haven't heard it yet because it was very informative in terms of what you were going through. So uh, yeah, I think it could definitely help a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I think it was a very educational episode anyway. Um, So was I the person of the week? Yeah, yeah, basically. No, (laughs) we do have a person
1: of the week. No, I'm joking. I'm joking.
0: Yes, we do have a person of the week. It's not me. Um, I want to give a shout out out to Brooke Yanaga who is our person of the week. Um, Brooke shared our podcast several times to
1: her Instagram story, uh, recommending our podcast to her followers. So thank you so much, Brooke. Yes, thank you so much for sharing our podcast with people you know. Uh, that's so good of you, and we really appreciate you sharing the conversations that we have. Um, but for today's episode, we did a poll on our Instagram. Well, actually, we had you all submit poll questions for our followers to answer, and someone submitted the poll question. Are gender reveals outdated? And 89% of you all said yes. Uh, We've had thousands vote in this poll, by the way. And this had already been an episode that we've wanted to talk about for a while. So when we saw that poll, we were inspired. Um, But we did have a few messages which we'd like to bring up here regarding non-binary and trans people who have gender reveal parties as a way of coming out later in life. And I think that really can be a beautiful thing if that's how you want to come out. Mm. But the type of gender reveal parties we're talking about today, though, that we believe to be problematic is baby gender reveals. People that are expecting a baby, having a whole party dedicated to revealing their child's gender.
0: Yeah. And, you know, lots of people are now coming to the realization that their child has autonomy to govern their own life, which is great um you know we see a lot more parents not forcing religion on their kids and letting their kids play with whatever toys they want as opposed to gendered toys and we see kids playing whatever sports or activities they want to as well for example um a while ago people were really outraged when a good morning america host mocked prince george for doing ballet um and prince william said that george loves ballet so you know what's so funny um and I did ballet for 14 years and I can tell you it's a physically demanding activity and a lot more strenuous than soccer, for example, which yeah. is typically associated with guys. Um. So why are we forcing a gender on our babies who who can't express to us yet what they enjoy or even identify with?
1: Exactly. We need to stop gendering things that are personality traits. You know, these traditional assumptions may seem innocent, but... They are really not like children shouldn't be forced to be a certain way or like certain things or participate in certain activities because of their sex. And gender reveal parties force this harmful binary, a ritual that celebrates a binary. Girls are pretty pink princesses and boys are blue superheroes who like trucks. Like, you know, (laughs) Um, this this sort of gendering of interests translates later in life to Boys building things while girls care for the home. And that later prevents girls like to have jobs such as building machinery, driving a bus or studying what society deems as masculine subjects like math or science. Like it's the start of a completely gendered way of thinking. Yeah.
0: I mean, what even makes us a woman or a man anyway? I mean, I don't have a uterus anymore.
1: Does that mean I'm not a woman? Mm, A great question. You are a woman because you identify with being a woman. Um, I always found it odd that during a gender reveal party, when parents announce the sex of the baby, people scream and cheer. I always think, so wait, if it was the opposite sex, would you not cheer? And the answer is that you probably would cheer regardless. But isn't there something a bit off with that to you like my baby has a vagina Ah!" like you know um like sure announce that you're having a baby and get excited with your friends and family but a gender reveal it's like you're getting excited with how you're going to raise your child like oh my child is a girl so I can't wait to buy pink and I can't wait to have her play with dolls And that, like, that's what it reads to me. Yeah, you're you're celebrating how limited, how you're going to limit your child in raising them. I think. Well, yeah, we decide in that moment how we're going to treat and raise our child, and I think that's why it's harmful. Um, Also, we literally announce a child's gender at a gender reveal party by either a pink or blue color. So already we're gendering colors. And when we gender babies, we have a preconceived notion for how to treat them. That's my biggest point. Like whether we realize it or not as a society, the moment you have a gender reveal party, gender stereotypes arise. Gendered clothing, gendered toys, gendered colors, gendered interests even. Yes.
0: Well, I actually wanted to give a very brief history lesson here about the the colors that we assign babies because it's so much more than just the colors themselves it's also about the toys we give children and the clothes they wear and the hobbies they play. Um, basically a rule book about what kids can and can't do. Yeah. So according to Britannica, uh, the baby boomers in the 1940s, so my grandparents' uh, generation, uh, they were the first to be dressed by their parents in the sex-specific colours of blue and pink that we're all familiar with now in the West today. Um, So according to historians, before the 1940s, white dresses were the most common clothing for infants because white cotton was easily bleached and, you know, we all know how messy babies are and dresses were easier when it came to changing a nappy. Um, It's only because stores started to market baby clothes to specific sexes that we actually have this Binary color code for babies. Mm. Um, so in the nineteen in 1918, uh, the trade publication called uh, Earnshaw's Infants Department, uh, they said, and I quote, um, that the generally accepted rule is pink for boys and blue for girls. And the reason that uh, pink was for boys is because pink is a uh, more decided and stronger color, and it's more suitable for the boy. While blue um, was much more delicate and dainty, and is prettier for the girl. So, in addition to this, then um, a 1927 issue of Time noted that um, these big department stores um, in like Boston, Chicago, and New York they were like suggesting pink for boys. That's what they were marketing to their audience. Yeah, it's all marketing. Um, yeah, which is the main point here. <laughs> (laughs) And then by the 1940s, pink was then marketed for girls and blue was marketed towards Mm. boys. And I'm reminded of a post that I saw on Instagram the other day that said, beauty brands are now stocking freckle pens. Women went from covering them up to now drawing them on. And, you know, if you think about it, if, if beauty trends change so frequently, We have to remind ourselves that blue for boys and pink for girls is also a trend that wasn't popular over 100 years ago, but is popular now. It's not set in stone. It doesn't mean anything except for the fact that it's just a colour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting then is in the 1960s and 70s it was a a bit of a gray area pun intended and parents were opting for neutral colors to clothe their babies because of the women's liberation um, at that time Um, and by the 1980s doctors were able to determine the sex of a baby which saw the trend of pink for girls and blue for boys re-emerging so you know Just how certain holidays like Valentine's Day are a marketing tactic to make companies richer, these colour
1: codes are. Actually, just another example of a marketing tactic. Yes, they are completely a marketing tactic. And that was such a necessary history lesson because that's how we can understand where the gendering of colors and clothes came from and how they changed over time and how there's still room for it to change. Mm -hmm. Our generation, for the most part, is definitely saying we've had enough of these boxes and binaries that don't suit humans, you know, but then you have the gender reveal party that's only becoming more popular in the past few years.
0: Yeah, we are getting smarter about these topics for sure. And these conversations are great for becoming
1: more progressive and inclusive. Like the future does look bright, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Um, Another issue with this trend is that gender reveal parties don't celebrate or consider The infinite diversity of what your child could be. Take, for example, those who are intersex. Um, You know, for those who don't know what intersex is, according to Planned Parenthood, intersex is a general term used for a variety of situations in which a person is born with reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't fit the boxes of female or male. Yeah, and sometimes doctors do surgeries on
0: intersex babies and children to make their bodies fit the binary ideas of male or female, which is another example of a parent or a doctor choosing that baby's sex yeah um, and this is very controversial there's a lot of intersex activists who are trying to change this yes um, so definitely go look that up but in terms of gender reveal parties and those who are born intersex um, I have a quote here from an intersex activist pigeon paganist who said in an article Since gender reveal parties only take into consideration the possibilities that a baby will be born either male or female, they completely leave people like myself who were born intersex and others out, all while reinforcing the binary gender roles that feminists love to hate. Yeah. Great quote. Great quote. Also, just to mention that uh, only a few days ago, the American Medical Association recommended removing sex from birth certificates, saying that designating babies as either male or female at birth fails to recognize the medical spectrum of gender identity.
1: Yes, medical spectrum are the key words there. Um, You know, these surgeries that doctors do on intersex people is another example of where the gender binary is harmful. Also, Gender and gender expression is something that a person defines for themselves and gender expression and gender identity are also two different things.
0: And how you present and how you feel internally can be different. It's not as black and white as we think in society. Um, What's problematic as well is parents think that the sex of their baby equals a guide as to how to treat them or raise them.
1: Yes, and your child will decide for themselves what gender they resonate with. It's psychologically harmful to tell your child how to present as their gender, i.e., telling little girls they should wear dresses or that they should grow their hair long. Like as a kid, I had shoulder length hair and I remember an adult telling me, I'd be so pretty with long girly hair, which is funny now because I have long hair, but that's because I like having my hair long. But at the time as a seven-year-old, as a seven-year-old, I never thought about it. Yeah, great example. And I think many parents are guilty of telling their kids how to dress, wear this dress because it's a fancy occasion and girls wear dresses. I hated dresses as a kid and the best thing was my mom was supportive of that like she never forced me into clothes I was uncomfortable in also because at the end of the day clothes are clothes like clothing doesn't need to be gendered Um, but back to gender reveal parties the bottom line is like the point I guess I'm trying to make about clothing even is that these gender reveals contribute to the ideology that you'll raise your child based on their sex It implies that the moment you find out your baby's genitals, that you then know the best approach to raising them. It's very controlling though, isn't it? And a violation. Yes. Yeah, gender reveals are making a show out of a baby's sex. It's a whole industry now. Over the past three years alone, there was an 87% increase in gender reveal-related products. And what do you think those products are? Gendered products. Honestly, if you even do a quick Google search on gender reveal products... They are the most heteronormative, strange, I don't know. I just, if something doesn't feel right about it, I feel like when I see these gender reveal products, I'm on like a weird side of the internet where people care about things that don't matter.
0: The dark web <laughs> or the pink and blue market. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not saying don't celebrate your new baby. We're, I think we're just like suggesting for you to take a look at better ways to celebrate them rather than than with an excuse to party that really only sets us back in our mission to be more progressive as a society.
1: Exactly, and some alternatives to a gender reveal party could include having a pregnancy reveal, having a baby shower, or even a name reveal party, like all perfectly good options to achieve the same excitement if not better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's it's important to also note that we don't celebrate non-pregnancy milestones with as much enthusiasm as we do with pregnancy announcements or gender reveals for that matter. Like, maybe the only other thing people celebrate to this degree is like weddings. Mm. And I say weddings because so many people value the wedding over the actual marriage. Mm. Like, why don't we celebrate other things in life, like job promotions or career changes or buying a house or completing a course or even breaking up with a toxic partner? Like, where's the (laughs) celebration for someone realizing their worth?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's things in society we celebrate and things we don't. Like, I want to go out and celebrate my hysterectomy once. I'm feeling better because this surgery is, you know, giving me a life free of constant pain and maybe I'll get like I don't know a pinata with uteruses and fallopian tubes and cervixes inside them and when I hit them they all fall out I love that like I want to celebrate my new body and this new life I'm about to have so yeah maybe maybe I'll set a new trend
1: well now that's a party I want to attend like I'll I'll throw it for you okay I'll hold you to that then takes takes note down for possible party um that was like my attempt at maybe an Irish accent so but no we equate people's (laughs) value to their ability to have children it's a fact that we do this in society Mm. also i read something interesting by keith campbell the head of department of psychology at the university of georgia that these elaborate self-celebration gender reveal parties are really just linked to narcissism Mm. and i have to agree the gender reveal party isn't for the baby at all but for the parents parents making it about them and their expectations also it's worth
0: mentioning that These gender-reviewed parties have being catastrophic in terms of causing wildfires and injuries and even death. I mean they just get out of hand. Everyone is trying to outdo each other with these parties
1: and for what? Like to show off. To show off your baby's genitals. Like to declare them to everyone you know. Think of it like that and maybe you'll understand why I personally find gender reveals very bizarre. Genitals are not bizarre though. We have to make that clear
0: but the celebration of what those genitals are supposed to determine and represent is bizarre and it's kind of unacceptable your child can wear and do whatever they want to do and wear and they can wear pink if they're a boy and blue if they're a girl and play with whatever they want to yes it's actually really unacceptable
1: Mike, drop well but like by the way even the woman who invented gender reveal parties is now questioning it she said in a facebook post in 2019 Who cares what gender the baby is? I did at the time because we didn't live in 2019 and didn't know what we know now. That assigning focus on gender at birth leaves out so much of their potential and talents that have nothing to do with what's between their legs. It's also
0: ironic how the woman who invented the gender reveal party has a child who doesn't fit within the gender binary and she herself has acknowledged that.
1: Yes, the child who she had the first gender reveal party for, nonetheless. Yeah,
0: the universe just working its magic and <laughs> teaching through contrasts in life. Yeah. I love it. Um, So all of this in mind, Tiana, what is your takeaway on this topic?
1: Yeah, um... Saying you think gender reveals are problematic shouldn't be controversial. Mm. You know, we understand that pregnant people are going to wonder who their child will be, who they'll grow up to be, and what their personality will be. That's natural. But there's so much more to celebrate than your baby's predicted genitals, but more importantly, the gendered expectations that society has planned for them. I think not knowing the sex of your baby actually helps you approach parenthood in a different way that helps you break out of a gendered binary. For instance, the colors you choose, the toys you buy, the activities you want to enroll them in. It's an easy way of being more progressive, which will only benefit your child's mental health in the long run. You know, your child will decide who they are. And until they do, people have to let their kids find themselves themselves. So publicly holding your baby to a heteronormative standard by having a gender reveal party is harmful. End of story. Like if you're celebrating a child's gender before they are even born and using it as a guide to raise them, you're contributing to the problematic heteronormative narrative. Gender reveals are for those who set their children up for a lifetime of gender stereotypes.
0: Yes, and you know
1: cages their children in in the process 100% um what's your takeaway
0: yeah um not only do gender reveal parties allow for a narrow binary of girl or boy but like I said earlier gender reveal parties also assign a certain gender with a certain color I think this is problematic and actually contradicts feminism. So if you consider yourself a feminist and you listen to this podcast and you assign pink to a girl... And blue to a boy, you could just do it absentmindedly, you know, because we're programmed to do this. You know, or if you, you buy toy cars for a boy and dolls for girls, then you may want to reevaluate your feminism. Yeah. Um if your friends are considering a gender reveal party, I mean there's no harm in educating them because if their daughter comes to them at age five and says, I don't want to play with dolls anymore, I want to get a toy truck then they're going to have to deal with those binaries later in life anyway. They may as well be educated now and allow their child to live freely without the strict rules that
1: our outdated society has enforced on them. I agree. Don't feel bad about talking to your friends, educating your friends who are considering a gender reveal party. It's worth the conversation as to why they think it's important.
0: Yeah, great advice. Good stuff. Well that's it for today's episode and um, we love hearing your stories and how you're living a non-traditional life so keep them coming and follow us on instagram at shiftingherexperience experience and send us a message on instagram review our podcast on apple or review our journal reflect on amazon to be featured as our next person of the week
1: and make sure you download rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic and let us know your thoughts about gender reveals scale of one to ten how problematic are they See you on Tuesdays. Bye.